It's Saturday morning at 10 a.m., so you know what that means. It's time for What's Up, Ocala? With tens of thousands of viewers every month on our YouTube channel and millions so far on TikTok, we are joined by our host, local owner and broker of Great Expectations Realty, Andrea Praber. Good morning. Welcome to What's Up Ocala. I'm your host, Andrea Praber, and today we're going to be diving deep into a topic that's not just essential, but it can be a lifesaver, and it's on the top of everyone's mind right now. How to make sure your home is hurricane ready. This is something that we recently went through with Hurricane Idalia. Uh, while we thought it was going to have a direct hit into Citrus or Levy County, it actually ended up turning and going north. But we all wanted to be prepared ahead of time just in case. Florida's weather can be unpredictable. And uh, so I'm going to give you some tips so that you can just be prepared for whatever nature throws your way. So let's go ahead and jump in. Some of the stuff that uh, they do in South Florida, for example, or along the coast, we don't really do in Marion County as much. So we're going to go over that too. It's the do's and the not necessaries. (laughs) One thing that I am going to highly recommend and this is no matter where you are right now, whether it's here or if it's across the nation, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you go ahead and put your papers and your pictures into a water tight, airtight safe to protect those papers. I mean, can you imagine having all of your important papers and pictures water soaked and scattered all over your home? Um, And I say this is for everywhere because these crucial documents, they deserve to be protected. It's going to save you so much hassle later on. So you definitely don't want to um, have to figure this out later. So I would definitely try and find some kind of container to make sure that all of those important things are protected in case of uh, flooding. Now, I did see this a few years ago, actually, in um, Michigan. My dad uh, lives up kind of near Sanford, Michigan. And I don't know if you you saw that, but the dam in Sanford burst and it, it flooded, uh, just absolutely flooded the area all into Midland. There were so many people that just, and they have a lot of basements up there. So their, their basements were flooded. Well, a lot of the people had their important documents or photographs from years in the past in their basements. Now, of course, we don't have basements in Florida. That would basically be an indoor swimming pool. But the the thought still remains the same. If it's an important picture or document or something like that, please don't just leave them laying out. Don't leave them where it can even remotely be uh, in water or, or flooded. So you want to make sure and put those in a safe and a safe that is uh, rated for water and fire. Uh, There's a lot of different things that you can get. I mean, you can go to Walmart or Amazon. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Just check the internet. They have all sorts of stuff for that. And I say fire as well, because if there is even a smaller fire in your home, uh, maybe something, maybe the stove or something like that, um, so you don't actually lose your house, great. But when you have a fire in the home, there's a lot of water that is brought in to put said fire out by the fire department. Um, So sometimes the damage is actually not necessarily done by the fire, but in the attempt to make sure that the fire is out completely. And so the water is just outrageous in there. So, you know, and of course it's again, to try and salvage the home uh, to make sure the fire is out, but that water can do 
crazy amounts of damage to those um, documents or pictures or whatever. So make sure, make absolutely sure that they are safe. They deserve to be protected. And again, this is throughout the country, anywhere. Um, but yeah, I actually remember my dad, like I said, he was up in Michigan. He he was actually helping neighbors because he actually didn't have any flooding. He was helping neighbors by taking all of their photographs and their documents and trying to clean and scrape the mud off of them and try to make it so they could salvage as much as possible because they were just so overwhelmed with other things at that time um, that you know it was something that he could do and to help them um, to, to just try and salvage as much as possible. But I really don't want anybody else to be in that situation. So try to protect those things. Think ahead. Think of it now while we're not in an emergency situation or we don't have any kind of emergency situation coming up. Think of it now. Okay, so go ahead and do some research and take your time and, and really look at what you want to do for your documents, your your photographs or, or whatever it is that's important to you so that you can keep those protected in case of um, a situation that arises. All right, now let's go ahead and move on. See basic principle, those stocking emergency supplies. Now, I'm sure that you have seen all of the jokes that go through or the stuff on the news where all of a sudden gas stations are without gas because people see a, uh, a storm coming and they immediately try and fill everything except for the bathtub with gasoline. It's, it's kind of crazy, really. Um, just basically the other stuff, you know, like water, for example, <laughs> Some people don't drink water hardly at all, and then a hurricane is on the horizon somewhere out in the, the Gulf or in the Atlantic, and all of a sudden, they need 80 gallons of water at their house, and they're ready to fight people off at the Publix to, in order to do that. We're not, we're not going to do that, folks. Okay, just keep your emergency supplies available to you, and then when you do see a storm coming, you get to relax. You don't have to do everything because you've already have it done. Um, the water, for, from what I understand, bottled water that's sealed, it, it could be there for a few years. It could last you a few different storms. So I, I don't really think, you know, as long as it's stored properly, I don't really think you're going to have to fight to do this every single time. So just make sure that that water is already stocked up. Make sure that your emergency supplies are already filled. So there are countless places that you can get a list uh, of things that you're going to need um, in an emergency situation. Stuff like uh, a first aid kit, a real first aid kit, not the little tiny, tiny ones or something, you know, that you might get for free uh, when they're giving away tchotchkes at an event. No, this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about a real first aid kit for a real emergency situation so you can be taken care of before help arrives. Um, flashlights, batteries, uh, all of these things. Th these are all necessities so that you can you know, you can maintain until you can um, get into a better situation. All right, now I get a lot of questions about reinforcing windows and doors. We do not have hurricane force winds very often, if ever, in Marion County. So we don't really have those specially designed windows or hurricane shutters or anything like that. Um, in fact, if you live here long enough, you will notice nobody boards anything up hardly at all either. Okay. Now that is not true of our neighbors over to the West over in Citrus County or Levy County because they're on the Gulf. Okay. So they, they do need to do these things, especially if they're in flood prone areas. 
they really the ones that really did great over in Citrus County uh, that had flooding were the ones that picked up everything up off the ground considerably just in case just in case they had flooding do the same Um, make sure there's nothing on the floor make sure you you know if you can elevate your appliances or your furniture or something that is a great idea especially like I said if you are in a flood prone area okay You've heard about me going on and on about these water oak trees and making sure that the trees are away from your house. I do not know how many times I can say it. I feel like I need to get up on top of a car or something with a loudspeaker asking people to prune back their trees and their branches. And, you know, those those dead limbs can become projectiles with a heavy wind. So please, please, please keep your trees pruned up make sure that they are away from the house that is a huge point right there is just make sure that they are away from the house if a tree were to fall over with great ferocity is it going to turn your house into a shish kebab that is what i want you contemplating as you go out there and evaluate your tree situation i highly recommend that even as beautiful as the trees are please please consider removing any trees that are too close to the house so that if they were to completely fall over, will it do considerable damage to your home? Please look at that. I cannot stress it enough, especially the water oaks. Um, Water oaks only live to be about 30 years old and they're completely hollow inside. And so they look almost identical to a live oak. Live oak will live for hundreds of years. They are absolutely gorgeous. They're massive trees. Um, That is not what we're talking about. Live oaks, they're great. They're sturdy. They've been here long before you have and long after you and I'll be here, they'll still be there. We're talking about water oaks. They're identical cousins. Um, Those fill up with water and as soon as they fill up with water with all of the rain, immediately get too top heavy and either lose a branch in the best scenario, or they will just straight out fall over, stump and all, like the whole thing, big old clump just falls right over. Um, you do not want your car or your house in the path of destruction with those, okay? So I'm going to ask you, please, please consider removing any of those trees from your house, from where you park your car, anything like that. Okay. Um, those are called water oaks. And if you're not sure any tree trimming guy or whatever, they ask one of them to come out there and uh, let you know if you have a water oak or a live oak or a white oak or what it is that you have. It is very important. A water oak is only going to live to be about 30. So if you have a fully mature water oak, well, you might not have one for that long anyway. So just go ahead and help it out, help it, help it on its way. (laughs) Um, Around the house, of course, you can have smaller trees. You can have decorative trees. There are some, uh, some types of trees that you'll see that are very popular here in Marion County, like the crepe myrtle. Those normally stay very small. They're more of a decorative tree. They add some color, um, but they don't get massive and uh, they they don't normally, depending on the breed and, and what you've done with them, they don't normally uh, threaten a home. So, <laughs> so keeping those trimmed back and at least in, far enough away from the house to maybe not take out uh, a window or something, that might be a good idea. All right. 
Moving on from trees and all of the the fun they're in, um, we're going to talk about the debris that you have outside. So you've got outdoor furniture. Of course you have outdoor furniture. We all have outdoor furniture. It's Florida. You're going to enjoy the outdoors here. But with that outdoor furniture, I would strongly recommend that when a strong storm is coming to please put it within a structure like a garage, Um, please. No, I am not just talking about your screen enclosure. A screen is, if there's a battle between your screening and the outdoor furniture that has become airborne, um, the screen is going to lose. It's going to lose every time. And it may actually damage the structure of the screen enclosure anyway. So just take them inside. I know some people will actually put their, they sink their furniture. I'm not joking. They will actually sink their furniture in the pool um, because once it's waterlogged, it's incredibly heavy. I, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. I, ha- I have really don't. Um, I can't imagine that it's great for the pool, um, but either way, they do. They'll they'll sink it to the pool, and then once the hurricane is over, they'll go ahead and and uh, bring those um, items back up and put them out and dry them out. I, I would just say just stick them in the garage. Just put them in the garage. <laughs> it should be fine. Uh, I have actually chained mine together before because I figured the more heavy and together, the less likely they move. And that actually did prove to be true. Uh, but at the at the same time, you will want to make sure that anything small, it, it, could, it could go airborne. We do get gusts of winds here. So just clean up the yard, clean up the yard and you shouldn't have an issue. Okay. This will help prevent potential destruction or, or furniture flying off to Neverland. So you want to bring them indoors or bring them into the garage or whatever before the storm arrives. Okay. Now, What about cleaning gutters and drains? Oh, this is a huge one. I know it's a messy, disgusting job. I know you don't want to do it, but let's go ahead and have a heart to heart about your gutters and your drains. You're going to need to clean them out regularly, especially if you're here in Marion County. It's really not something you want. You don't want to have a bunch of water pooling down at the, at the foundation of your house. You also don't want to have it filled up with debris and now the water can't go anywhere and so it's just kind of dumping out in, in the wrong locations okay we want to get the water away from your house house as much as possible um, especially again if you're prone to any kind of flooding all right so we want to keep the water away away um, most houses at uh, built within the last 20 years are going to have um, grading so that the the entire surface of your property is such that it actually draws the the water away and over to a water retention area. So yeah, that is what we're looking for. All right. When is hurricane season? (laughs) Well, here in Florida, hurricane season lasts from June 1st to November 30th. So yeah, it's a good six months uh, when those conditions are basically perfect for hurricane formation. And yes, I have actually seen a hurricane in November. Kind of crazy, right? Uh, So it's basically when we have all of the rain and the heat and the humidity and it's just the perfect thing for hurricanes to get created Um, and they they are potentially dangerous and cause damage so we want to try and mitigate that as much as possible. Um, In August of 2019 Hurricane Dorian made headlines because it was a category five hurricane and it beat up the Bahamas. 
It really did. It, it was just disastrous for them. Um, and then it moved dangerously close to Florida's East Coast. So while Florida really, they kind of escaped that one, um, they still experienced a lot of strong winds and a lot of rain, a lot of rain. And Dorian was very slow. That's really what caused a lot of the concerns about flooding and storm surges along the coastline of Florida and what did the most damage over in the Bahamas as well uh, because it was just so much rain and so much flooding and it just it, there was no let up um, so that some of those communities they're still struggling to recover um, it, it may never be the same all right, next we had uh, Hurricane Irma, one of the most notable hurricanes in recent years. Hurricane Irma um, struck Florida in September of 2017, and it actually made uh, landfall as a powerful Category 4 hurricane, um, affecting nearly the entire state. And Irma was one of the few that actually made it up to Ocala. So when I say, yeah, we don't get hurricanes here pretty much at all, I say pretty much at all because we actually did get some storm damage uh, from Irma. There was a lot of flooding, a lot of power outages. Uh, there was a lot of damages to homes and infrastructure. And the Florida Keys were really what was hit hard. Um, and they, they faced extensive damage and destruction down there. So it was, it was pretty much a challenge for them. Let's see, what else did we have? Hurricane Michael. Uh, in October of 2018, there's another late one, uh, Hurricane Michael intensified into a Category 5 hurricane, and it made landfall in the Panhandle, which was very similar to what we had with Idalia. That hurricane was really dis just very devastating because of the intensification. It, it, it grew strength really, really, really quickly, and it was unexpected. Um, so it caused catastrophic damage to Mexico Beach in Panama City. Um, it removed homes, just straight out removed them. They were there and then they were gone. Uh, it just, it had really powerful winds. So Michael's impact extended way beyond Florida. It went into Georgia. It went into the Carolinas. It was, it just wreaked havoc. Recently, we had Hurricane Elsa that made landfall in the Big Bend area of uh, Florida, and that was July of 2021. Um, it was very much weaker than what we saw with Idalia. It was only a Category 1 hurricane, but Elsa brought, again, that heavy rainfall, um, the really strong winds, and flooding. There was It was a serious concern about flooding, um, especially with areas that are already prone to flooding. That's when you are already prone to flooding and we've had rain and stuff, and then all of a sudden the hurricane pops up. It's like, oh, oh, this is not going to be good. So that was, that was a lot of heavy rains. Um, it was more sporadic with the damage on that one. Um, then, of course, we had Idalia. Uh, she was one of our major hurricanes. She's now uh, in the history books as one of the major hurricanes, major storms, just like these others I'm mentioning. Uh, it went, of course, up Florida's Gulf Coast, pretty much just kind of right beside Florida and just gained strength sitting out there. And it was just kind of just spinning like a top out there and we were waiting for it to have that impact. Uh, so it was it was a little crazy. Um, it made a really weird landfall. Uh, Keaton Beach along Florida's Big Bend region, it was just kind of strange. And it was actually a Category 4, and it downgraded to a Category 3. Uh, so, I mean, not that Category 3 is much of a downgrade. That's still a pretty fierce storm. But 
it wasn't a category four and it definitely wasn't a five. So that's awesome that, you know, it could have been so much worse. Um, but the area that it hit was very sparsely populated as compared to like Tallahassee or Tampa or something like that. So yeah, that's, it was, it was kind of interesting where it ended up landing. Um, but yeah, we do have some challenges with hurricanes again, here in Ocala, we're in the middle of the middle of the state. So, you know, we kind of, you know, sometimes see them as a minor inconvenience, but they can be devastating. And I can't stress enough the importance of preparedness. Um, And if you're asked to evacuate, do it, do it. I know you want to protect your house, but quite frankly, what are you going to do? If it's you versus the hurricane, the hurricane's going to win. If they tell you to evacuate, just go just go. Okay. If you're coming to uh, Florida and you just don't know, you're like, I don't know. What are these zones? What are these, what are this evacuation route stuff? Just ask, please, please just ask. If you are just not sure, we've all been there. We're not going to judge you. We're going to be like, let me tell you all about this. Okay. Um, Find out what zone you are so that when they say zone A or zone B or zone one or zone two, whatever, you know, and you know if it's going to be affecting you or not. Now, normally, I will admit they do explain exactly where they're talking about. Um, for us, they actually made it very clear. Um, they they told us before the storm arrived that anybody that was west of I-75 uh, and they were in an RV or a mobile home or manufactured home um, to go ahead and it was advised to go ahead and evacuate and find something uh, a little more sturdy. So uh, I know there were quite a few along the coast that were in RVs that opted not to move their RV and then the entire park flooded and their RV is now no longer usable. So I would highly recommend if you have time, if you have the ability, uh, please, please move your RV. Um, it's just not worth it. Why take the risk for some inconvenience? Just move it and move it back when you're done. It's not a problem. Um, you know, it's just kind of better safe than sorry. You know, it's better to have moved it and not need to have done it than to to have not done it and to have needed to do it, if that makes any sense. All right. Now, insurance. Oh, we've been talking about insurance in Florida so much over the last year or two, four years, five years. I don't know. It just seems to be getting uh, better and then it gets worse and then it gets better and then it gets worse. So um, there are a lot of law changes that have not quite gone into effect yet, but they're they're there. They're already signed off. It's just um, how and when they're going to implement them. uh, That's really kind of a, a thing. Um, but they're trying to, they're, they're trying very hard to make it easier for insurance companies to actually do business in Florida. Uh, we, we have to have a happy medium between the homeowners being protected and making sure that it's worth it for them to have insurance, uh, because they're actually going to be able to turn in, uh, an insurance claim and receive a, a payout for their, you know, their issues, their, their flooding or their housing, you know, problems or whatever. Um, but at, at this point, I mean, it's looking like there's just more and more insurance companies that have left Florida or 
they have hiked up their rates to such a point that people are struggling to pay for their homeowner's insurance. I mean, if it comes to a question of, am I going to pay my mortgage or my homeowner's insurance and property taxes, that's a problem. That's a big problem. So, you know, trying to get those rates down and make it reasonable, trying to work with everyone involved, um, it is a huge project. But in the meantime, as they're trying to hash out those new laws, more companies are leaving. More companies are leaving. So, you know, one of the biggest that I, I know recently and, and that really threw everybody for a loop was uh, farmer's insurance. Uh, that one that one really surprised quite a few people. But farmer's insurance said, you know what? We just can't do it. So we're going to go ahead and, and scoot out of here. Now, what was odd was as soon as farmer's insurance uh, left Florida, I had a lot of customers going, oh, well, I, I can't move to Florida because I can't get homeowner's insurance. Like you guys don't have ho- homeowner's insurance down there, right? And I'm like, what? Of course we have homeowner's insurance. Of course you can still get homeowner's insurance. Yeah, it's more expensive than it was before, but it's still not nearly as crazy as some of the stuff I hear people paying for out in the out, out west. So uh, yeah, no, we still have homeowner's insurance. Um, there's a lot of areas in Marion County that you do not need flood insurance. It's not required at all. I still have it. I like flood insurance. It makes me sleep well at night. I know the chances of it flooding in my house are next to zero. It, it really is. Um, but I don't, I, I, you know, I've just seen too much over the years, you know, we're doing property management. We've got hundreds of properties in management. Um, and, and I've been doing it for whew, 17 years. That's thousands of families and just countless situations that I've seen. And I, I can't even tell you how many times I've dealt with insurance companies on behalf of the owner or um, insurance claims or just situations that arise, you know, life happens. And with that, um, I just, I, I have a lot of insurance. <laughs> so I just better safe than sorry kind of thing. And I, I just, you know, I don't want to be one of those statistics. I don't want to be one of those numbers. I don't want to mess with it or deal with it. I would just want to make sure it's there. And it's one of those things where I said, honey, I know it's ridiculous. I know I'm being ridiculous. I still want it. Can we, can we just, can we just do that? Can we do it? And, uh, my husband who is, um, well, bless his heart. He is cheap. It's okay. Um, I, he, he keeps me out of trouble. It's great. Uh, but he actually agreed to it. So it's something that we see is uh, it's a very important thing. And yes, you can still get homeowner's insurance. In fact, if you would like a list of homeowner's insurance companies, uh, please let me know. I would be more than happy to give you plenty of information regarding homeowner's insurance. Okay. Another thing that you can do while you're protecting your home is go ahead and have a roof inspection. You want to make sure that your roof is in good condition. You do not want to be the day before a hurricane with a roofing uh, roof that's leaking. Um, you want to make sure that it's taken care of. You want to have a nice, secure roof. Okay. Also, you want to make sure you have a backup power source. Now, you can go ahead and get a generator. Uh, I do not have a generator. Uh, I've seen too many people move to Florida, purchase a generator, and then five years later realize they do not need it. They never used it, and they sell it for a third of what they bought it for. So I do not have one. I, I, I just think it would be cluttering up. I really doubt that I would use it that much. 
Um, however, and again, that's somebody with a lot of hurricanes under her belt. Um, but again, we're in the inland. So if you're going to be on the coast or if you're going to be further south, maybe that is something you should consider. I will say that I went and charged up every single one of our solar batteries and our regular batteries. So we had fans, uh, battery operated fans that we could um, utilize so it wouldn't get too hot because that's the one thing that I really hate is when you have a hurricane come through and you lose power, it's hot, it's muggy, it's humid, and you have no AC. <laughs> so I made sure I had all the fans, they were fully charged up and everything. And, uh, you know, for cell phones and stuff like that, we definitely wanted to make sure that um, our kids had their cell phones. And if there was any emergencies or whatever, we could call each other and still be in communication. We still had the ability to call 911, that kind of stuff. So all right. Right now, we're going to take a really short break. And when we get back, we're going to talk stats for residential sales this week here in Marion County and some fun stuff to do this weekend. At Great Expectations Realty, we believe that you should expect more from your real estate experience. When you hire a realtor to sell your home, you should expect experienced advice on staging your home, professional photography, aerial photos, virtual video tours, in a national presence online to advertise your home to the largest pool of buyers. Your realtor should communicate from start to finish and always remember this is your home. You are in the driver's seat. We believe that if you aren't happy with our efforts, you should be able to fire us. We don't have cancellation fees and our sellers never pay transaction fees either. Great Expectations Realty, expect more from real estate. All right, let's go ahead and talk those sales stats. Um, we are talking about what has gone on the last seven days in Marion County. So currently there are 2,359 homes available and ready to purchase. That's right, we've got quite a few out there. We have new listings, 240 this week. So despite having a hurricane on the threatening us, we still had 240 new listings hit the market in the last seven days. That's crazy. Price increase, we had 27. Price decrease, 213. That's pretty much what we've been seeing for a while. Back on the market, 82. There were quite a few houses that came back on the market. Sold. Actual closings. Amidst all of this, 240. 240. That's right. Expired, we had 21. Leased, zero. Big fat zero. It's been what it's been. Pending, 253. We had 253 people buy a home this week with a hurricane out there. That is just, that's crazy. It's, you gotta love it. All right, we had canceled 41. The national average interest rate is 7.93% for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. And the 15-year is at 7.123. That is what is going on here in Marion County. So to uh, let you know, everything is pretty much back to normal or is as normal as normal gets. And we have still got real estate going. So, all right, we have some fun stuff that you can do. Of course, you can go to the downtown market today. This is from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. So you still have plenty of time. There's got uh, produce, food trucks, live music, coffee, mimosas. It's pet friendly. It's kid friendly. There's arts, there's crafts, all sorts of stuff. Also, if you want to go over to the Appleton Museum, it's the first free Saturday of the month. So enjoy. Go in there. Check out the beautiful artwork. 
The first city, Saturday at the Brick, that's over on Broadway Street. The first Saturday of every month has free art making activities and a brand new gallery exhibit. So check out the gallery. It is free admission and all supplies for that artwork is free as well. All ages are welcome. It's not for just adults. It's not just for kids. It's everyone's welcome. Rocky and the Rollers, September 2nd at Circle Square Commons. You can get out and dance. That's right. Come on out to the pre-recorded on Top of the World favorites Tuesdays through through Thursdays. Excuse me. Tuesdays through Thursdays. Um, And then they have live entertainment and dancing that's available on Friday and Saturday nights from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. We have Ocala Cars and Coffee on Sunday. Uh, That is going to be at Harley-Davidson on 441. It is open to all forms of automotive enthusiasts, so it's not just for Harleys. You can browse over 350 of Central Florida's most unique vehicles. It has live music, some great coffee and espresso, um, and it's got a lot of automotive-related vendors and a kid zone. And they're offering free Hot Wheels, face painting, and balloon animals. So stop on out for that. It's a great time. Everybody's so super nice out there. Well, that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we will be back next week. Hopefully, you have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to What's Up Ocala? Follow us all week on Andrea Praber's YouTube channel and TikTok. We'll see you next week at 10 a.m. on What's Up Ocala.